all-too-magical Christmas. A seasonal report in 24 sections. Written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. Incident Report YUL 20 backslash 12, section 22. I think I have made evident in this report my opinion of pantomimes. Do I like them? Oh, no, I don't. Actually, I have been reprimanded several times now for being too negative in this report that it contains more about what went wrong rather than what went right. I would like to point out that an awful lot went wrong. It is somewhat unfair to be told to report the facts only to be reprimanded when all those facts turn out to be alarming. The world is alarming. It's not my fault. In fact, I would very much like it to be less alarming, preferably in my direction. However, I need to be, apparently, more solutions-orientated. What I take this to mean is that the people in charge don't want to be told problems in case they have to take responsibility for them. On this point, I can reassure them that in my experience their chief expertise lies in shifting blame downwards, sliding it like snow off a tree branch down the back of someone else's neck. I am also confident that they will nevertheless take, indeed certainly have already taken, credit when something goes right. And something did go right after all, I am pleased to say, and you'll be pleased to hear. So allow me to orientate you towards a solution. It was a pantomime. Not the solution I was hoping for, to be honest, but it was Father Christmas's idea, and he's a hard person to say no to, as it turns out. An entertainment, he boomed, and all the children cheered and clapped to my disappointment. A pantomime, and they cheered and clapped some more, which, if I'm to be honest, disappointed me even more. The sad tale, said Father Christmas, of a poor ragged wizard... Uh-oh, I could see where this was going. Who needs to find the magic stone so he can save the children? That's not quite, I began, but the children were all cheering and clapping again, and I don't think anyone could hear me. There goes the goose now, said Father Christmas, as a mouse elf ran past with a yellow cardboard beak strapped to his face, carrying a golden egg. He's got the magic stone. That's not how it happened, I said. But Snegorochka, the young woman with the braids, hissed in my ear, Go on, hedge wizard, chase him. Then she planted her big foot in my bottom and kicked me into the circle of firelight. It has always confused me how people talk about how delightful the laughter of children is. It's not. It's cruel and rude. I dutifully stumbled and staggered after the elf, though, as it zigzagged back and forth across the courtyard, the children mocking every slip and trip I made. But more elves were racing around now, all wearing mouse masks, even though they made them look, if anything, less like mice than they had before. They ran rings around me, the mice, and I could no longer keep track of the golden egg as they passed it hand to hand. There it was. No, there. There. I whirled, dizzied, rushing back and forth pointlessly. At least the children were enjoying themselves. Then more elves dashed in, dressed as soldiers, driving all the mice back into the shadows, and I found myself alone in the centre of the square. Then someone tapped me on the shoulder. I turned, but there was no one there. For some reason, the children found this hysterical. The other shoulder, no one there either. 
even more amusing, apparently. I caught a gleam of gold out of the corner of my eye and turned, just catching a glimpse of the egg disappearing from view. Paroxysms from the stalls. I carried on turning, and there were braids flying past as Snegorochka darted behind me again. I suddenly switched and turned back the other way, but there was her big foot stuck out, and down I went, and the crowd went wild. Snegorochka danced away from me, the egg in her hand, her foot flapping a taunting rhythm on the cobbles. I was just scrambling back to my feet when a fresh posse of mice, all wearing antlers on their heads, came thundering past, knocking me down again. The wild hunt, said Father Christmas. Sure, they presage something terrible, for where the hunt flies, winter follows. A blast of cold wind swept across the courtyard and the flames flickered. Shadows leapt, stretching across the faces of the buildings, and I suddenly noticed two lit windows high in one wall, round windows, that winked at me. No, not windows. Eyes. And an enormous black cat with a white mask around its eyes bent down out of the darkness and opened her great red mouth at me, her fangs gleaming like slices of moon. I leapt to my feet and turned to run, but a single claw, like a scythe, hooked through the tail of my ragged coat, bringing me up short. But there was Snegorochka again, this time with a bow in her hand and an arrow that glittered like an icicle shot past me, and another, and the giant paw was snatched back. I stumbled forward as Snegorochka shot over my shoulder, although I daren't look back to see at what. Then through the trees around the square came a jingling of bells and a loud voice crying, Up there, on! And into the dim light came rushing a sleigh, drawn by reindeer, with Father Christmas standing at the reins, a whip in his hand. Come along, Snegorochka, he cried. Climb up, little wizard. I leapt for the sleigh, grabbing hold as he came skidding past and was swept off my feet. Then Snegorochka had me and was pulling me aboard as we turned between the legs of the cat and with a crack of the whip took to the air. The sleigh curved and climbed around the circumference of the courtyard and the cat pounced after it, but we were faster, up, up across the roof, around the spire and then off across the top of London. And the cat followed, a great black shape, a bunch of shadow flowing from roof to roof. Then as we turned, it bunched and leapt for us, but already Snegorochka was hurling herself over the railings of the sleigh, diving through the air beneath, shooting out icy arrow after icy arrow. The winter cat tried to turn to catch her as she rolled down a pitch of roof, and then she was up and leaping from steeple to cupola across the buildings, filling the air behind her with arrows as the cat pounced after her. Merry Christmas, wizard, said Father Christmas beside me, and thrust a long, thin present into my hands. Time to work some magic. I tore off the wrapping paper. My wand! Just what I always wanted. I stood and turned, raising it just in time to find the cat reaching up to swipe at me. I flinched, lost my balance. The claw caught the tip of the sleigh. It lurched, and I was gone over the railing and plunging towards the cobbles of the courtyard. I was still in the guild hall. Father Christmas, standing in a cardboard sleigh beside me, Snegorochka holding a toy bow. But the cat was still there, and loomed over me, just as real and huge as it had seemed on the roofs of London, and it brought up a paw, shining claws unsheathed, 
and I brought up my wand instinctively and shouted the words of the first spell that came into my head. And it blew up in my face. A great bang and a shower of sparks, and I sat down heavily, covered in soot and glitter. The cat paused and began to smile, and the children began to titter, and Snegorotchka began to snort, and Father Christmas began to chuckle, and the cat laughed, and it laughed and laughed. It fell back on its haunches and laughed at the moon, and it fell over helpless, and it laughed at the trees, and its legs waved in the air, and it doubled over, and it began to shrink, laughing and quaking and shrinking, until it was a tiny little kitten gasping for breath and giggling to itself on the cobbles. Enough to make a cat laugh, said Father Christmas. Quite a wizard, this one. And even I had to laugh at that. You have been listening to An All Too Magical Christmas, written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. The music is The Russian Dance from Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker, played by the Norman Leyden Orchestra and by Spike Jones and his City Slickers, both sourced from the Internet Archive. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, as well as most places that there are podcasts. But... Wherever it is, please rate and review us. It really helps. We also now have a YouTube channel. Just search YouTube for Tales from Ruritania or follow the link in the show notes for more seasonal stories and videos. You can get in touch through our website at ruritania.co.uk where you can also find links to all our other stories. And tune in next episode for another exciting update from your hard-working government wizard. <laughs>